Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Well, hallelujah and thank you, Jesus. God is so very good. I am excited about tonight. Why? Because it's my favorite topic. <laughs> Why? Because it's something that I'm trying to get across to some believers. So when we get on one accord, oh, my goodness, Lord, please, <laughs> hallelujah. I'm telling you, you talking about this is what God says we are able to do. And then you'll start to see the power. You'll start to see the power in what God says you can do. I don't know about you, but you know what? I'm I'm excited. I'm excited about seeing what God said we could do. See, sometimes what may happen is that you see ah um okay, okay, let's let's break it down this way. You 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 hear about a particular now this is for amusement park people. You see a particular ride and it says you literally flip upside down. And this was, you know, maybe the first time when the flip upside down uh, roller coaster came out or, or ride, whatever it was. And, and you really, you want to see it. Okay, okay, let's, let's deal with the eaters. You know, I always like to bring up an eating. Matter of fact, I had, um, we went to a church uh, Sunday afternoon, and they had some desserts. And these desserts, I'm talking, they were like little cakes. They were literally like a little uh, cup. It was like a cupcake, but it was shaped like a cake. These things were good. It was lemon icing and lemon cake. But once I tasted one, thank God nobody else in the house really eats a lot of cake. Them things were good. I think I had one the other day, but I had three today. Thank you, Lord. Now. When you hear about it, you go, wow, lemon and lemon, that might be good. You literally, I wish I, Pastor, where, where did they get them from? What was the name of them? Because you literally, you want to get on that ride that flips upside down. If you don't want to get on it, you want to see it. You want to taste that cake, <clears throat> excuse me, with the, with the lemon, lemon icing, lemon cake. When you see it, you want to. It may be driving a particular car. It may be going to a particular scenic uh, area where they say the Grand Canyon, Niagara Falls, and you say, I literally want to see that water flowing right off the side of Niagara Falls. I want to see it. Well, when it comes to the things of God, I don't think people get that excitement when it says, listen, I'm looking to see people set free. I'm looking to see people get delivered. I'm looking to see miracles that God said we could see. I'm looking to hear the testimony of somebody saying, I've dealt with this thing for a long time, and, and, and it's gone. And it left. I'm telling you, I know it left when we prayed that prayer. 
Why? Because you better, you better understand the, 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 the reality of the Bible. And when the Bible says, um, what is your name? And the demon says, legions, for we are many. And then it says, legions could be 6,000, good God Almighty, 6,000 demons in one person. When the Bible says, yes, that demon can leave, or the demons can leave, but then it returns. And, and, and again, you got to understand, when it comes to, it's just like the last time I fasted, and I broke the fast, and, and I mean, I crashed. It wasn't breaking the fast. I crashed the fast. I mean, I literally crashed. I blew the fast up. At the end of the fast, and, and I mean, it was a real fast, I was drinking only water. But when I ended it, I ended it with a big meal. And my body just flipped all upside. I had my stomach was all messed up for almost two days because I did not do, watch this, I did not do what I knew was right to do when it comes to breaking the fast. And when it comes to you following the directions of what the Bible says, once, you're, once you know you've gotten delivered, and you are seeing that, wow, that's not bothering me anymore, you got to replace that with something else. You sweep it all out and everything is gone, but you didn't replace it. You didn't, become, you didn't get a holy habit to replace what was in you that was evil, that was dark, that was unproductive, whatever you want to call it. You did not get something in its place, and guess what? Now you've got to deal with, not twice as much, not three times, four times, five. It says seven more more wicked than the first. So you've got to do, listen, operate in the knowledge that you have. You've got to operate in the knowledge that you have. And, and again, I, I, I had a different opening in my mind because, and, and we're going to go there now, but, but I had to take the time and to share with you, if you're not excited about seeing the things of God, if you're not excited about watching God move in your life, listen, the Bible study is not going to be, the Bible study is not going to be effective for you. If you're not looking to get with another, listen, it's, it's about having partners in this spiritual war. It's about somebody having your back. It's about you being able to fight. That's why the Bible says, listen, you multiply, what, times 100, if one can put 1,000 and two can put 10,000, you got to see, God is saying you operate better in this spiritual war if you can get two people that, again, I just love God. And I want God's will to be done. And God will, I'm believing God will not see us loving on him, see us honoring him, respecting him in every area of our lives. When we come together and it's time to gang up on some demon, some demonic presence in somebody's lives or in our own lives, Guess what? You think he's going to hide it from you and you're not going to know what to do with that power? And he knows you love him? Come on. 
One can put a thousand. Two can put ten thousand. All right. Let's go to the top of page one forty nine in the book. If it's your first time on, we're looking at a guide to effective and powerful prayer. Becoming a prayer warrior by Elizabeth Ells. That's a, a fantastic book. I've I've thoroughly enjoyed it. So I'm talking thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Top of page one forty nine. If if you're keeping track, I don't know if we wrote a number. I know I didn't. If we wrote a number when we closed out uh, on last week before last. Uh, but but if if not, we're going to go and review again because again, like I said, this is one of my favorite parts. Um, the Lord didn't give me any kickback when it came to. I want to I want to run over this again. Why? Because it's your spiritual prayer language. I'm and I'm hitting it. Thank you, Holy Spirit, Father. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I'm believing you, God, that you have placed this word in my heart and in my mind to penetrate it to the people of God. That your word might fall into their spirits, into their hearts as a seed into good soil, that they might not only hear it, but they be doers of the word, and that they will bear much fruit. We thank you in the name of your son, Jesus. Have your way in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Praying in the spirit. Praying in the spirit. You say, Pastor, that thing is on you. Yes, yes, yes. You know why? Because it's in God's word. You know why? Because it's it's so powerful. It, it will, listen, It'll change your life. Praying, top of page 149, praying in the Spirit is the means by which the Holy Spirit intercedes through your spirit in prayer. The Holy Spirit intercedes through your spirit, through whose spirit? Come on, you got you to gotta get this down because, again, um, some folks have been messed up by the ways of this world and thinks the Holy Spirit is just going to jump on you at, at some given time and just start moving your mouth and making things come out your mouth. Now, again, if, if you've had that experience and it's working for you, hey, I'm, I, I don't have any problem with you. I've got my little secrets. Matter of fact, one of the secrets I was telling Pastor Johnson about my secret, how I clean my car, and, and if I let that secret out, there would be a whole lot of car cleaning people upset with me. I mean, the manufacturers. They would be upset with me because it's only two little ingredients, and I'm talking only a tad bit ammonia and dish detergent in a spray bottle. And the spray bottle is kind of a little special because it makes it into like a foam. When I shake it, it makes it into a foam. Cleans my car, excellent. R rinse it off. And then spray that on and wipe it off. Wipe it in the same direction so you don't scratch if you know, because it always might have something on your rag. But it's almost like it's almost like the, the ones that they sell the waterless. Now, it's a secret and if it and, and if it gets out, guess what? I'm putting people out of business. Well, same thing here. If you find out that guess what? You've got folks that will they will fake it. And they will blame it on the Holy Spirit, and they feel comfortable doing it. 
they feel no guilt or not. Yeah, the Holy Spirit, that was the Holy Spirit using my mouth. Okay, fine. If that works for you, work it. I'm not, I'm not downing them. I'm saying God has allowed me to be blessed tremendously, and I'm sharing it, ammonia and dish detergent, just a tad bit. Dish detergent, when I pour it in, it's about the size of a quarter. Ammonia, the size of a dime. Just a dot, because you know ammonia is strong. Put it in a, in a shout bottle. That's the bottle that I use. That's the one that come out in the foam. Shake it up, it, and, and it starts fuzzing. You know how dish detergent does. And then when I spray it on, and I wipe it right off. That's another secret. Wipe it right off, because you know with that strong ammonia in there, it'll leave a streak if it dries. So you've got to wipe it right off. It's a secret. I'm telling you a very good secret. And he was admiring the car, saying how clean it was, how, how shiny it looked. No, no wax. Why do you keep talking about that? Because it's a secret. Nobody knows about this. Nobody's using it. If they are, they haven't shared it with, they didn't share it with me. The Holy Spirit just dropped it in my spirit. You know, ammonia's strong. You know, this dish detergent, matter of fact, it was Melaleuca. Uh, dish detergent, so it, it's all natural, and I don't know if those two chemicals did it for me, but guess what? It works. I'm trying to say the same thing about the Holy Spirit, but it's your spirit and the Holy Spirit getting together and working this thing. Watch this. This is where we get the term prayer language, and unlearned language in which you can, I'm going to highlight it again, your and you can pray. I hope you see that me and Elizabeth Elves are on to something. It's, it's, not, it's not the Holy Spirit. That is God controlling you. God will drop stuff in your spirit, and you better, you better line it up with the word, line upon line, precept upon precept. God always, you never see, God picked this person up. Next thing you know, God, and then the Bible says, and, and, and the Holy Spirit started moving that person's mouth, and, and when the Holy Spirit, and when the Holy Spirit tells me, see, I'm driving, and next thing you know, it hits me. The man died with his baby, um, with his baby's arm around his neck trying to get to the United States. If the Holy Spirit says, wow, because it could be somebody in the water right now swimming. That's why I'm trying to, I'm really enforcing that the, the unction of the Holy Spirit is when he says pray. 9-11 is another situation where the Holy Spirit told me to pray. At that point, I wasn't praying in the Spirit. I was praying with my understanding. And I was sitting outside, and I was like, Lord, pray what? He said, just pray. Pray, Father, in the name of Jesus. I'm just believing you, God. You know what's going on. Father, move by your Spirit. Move and touch right now. Deliver right now. Whatever is needed. I know you know. So I started praying. And when I started praying, listen, it had not even been on the radio yet. The Holy Spirit told me to start praying. Now, when the Holy Spirit told me to start praying, it did not just, oh, no, it did not happen. If he needed me to speak in an unknown tongue, let me tell you something. That was the time if he wanted to take over my mouth and to do something with my mouth. That was the time. Did not break it down to me at that time. He said, pray. 
in my spirit, I felt it. So I'm sitting outside their school. I start praying, and the next thing you know, on the radio, they start saying uh, uh, one of the towers in New York has been hit by a plane. Okay, the second tower has been hit. Oh, my God, we are under attack. The Holy Spirit had already told me to start praying. So when it comes to the unction of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will say pray. This is, I'm, I'm telling you what works for me, ammonia and, 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 and uh, dish detergent. It works. Wipe it in the same direction. Make sure you wipe it off immediately, and the best result is to wet the car first. I'm telling you, when the Holy Spirit says pray, you've got to know whether he's saying pray with your understanding. He gives, watch this, he gives you something, somebody. If, if he's working with you and the way he does it is he drops somebody in your mind, then you start praying for that individual. Thank you, Jesus. You start praying for that situation. If he drops the church in your mind, if, if it's just a, a local branch, then pray for the local branch. If he drops church, see, he, I'm, I'm global. That's how he moves in my life. I'm global. I'm, 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 I'm mega. Why? Because this is how God always, he deals with me. Matter of fact, it was years ago. It had to be at least five years ago, seven years ago. I'm not sure that, that I had put a cityscape on the back on the back of my card holder at the church. So when I sit at the desk at the church and I'm looking out on the back of the card holder, there was a little cityscape because I'm praying for the city. And the Lord immediately, I'm telling you, it wasn't up there long where he was like, uh-uh, you're going in the wrong direction. Next thing you know, someone gives me a, good God Almighty, a crystal globe. You know the globe that, that they have in, in um, a history class or, or science class or, or whatever class. They have the globe. Well, this one is very, very nice. It had a little clock at the bottom, and you could literally, it's like a softball, hardball, hardball. It's about the size of a hardball. And that would sit in front of the desk. He said, uh-uh, ain't no cityscape. No, 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 this is global. This is God. He's got the whole world in his hand. So that's where he has me. Now what I'm doing, I'm, I'm, I'm introducing people prayerfully. I pray in the name of Jesus that he did not connect me with folks that I'm going to be trying to get across a message that, that they're city. Mm-mm, they're not even city. They're town. Good God Almighty. They might be community. They may just be ward, not the whole city, but they just one ward. They, they, they pray for one ward because that's all the faith they have is really one ward. That's why sometimes when I'm saying not these four and no more, I'm not, some folks I'm not getting across to them because that's all they, they have the faith only for their family. They can't get past it. That's not what, and, 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 I, and I've got to be careful that may not be what God has given them. God did not give them a, a ward, the whole ward, ward seven. He did not give them a city. He did not give them a state kind of mentality. Thank you, Holy Ghost. He didn't watch this. He didn't give them an East Coast 
kind of mentality, the entire East Coast, in the name of Jesus. He, he didn't give them a unite, good, thank you, Lord, a, a United States kind of mentality where you understand my God and the angels that he has warned. Listen, the whole United States, no, some folks, he gave them that kind of mentality, and that's the way they wore. For me, he's given me a world mentality. And again, it's not based on, oh, because I'm such a great person. He gave me the understanding of how great, good God Almighty, how great is my God. You, you're, uh, and again, it's not to demean you. It's not to criticize you or be critical of, of the level of your faith. You gotta, you gotta look and see. Do I have the faith? That, that listen, every I understand when when my Bible says that the king's heart, it ain't just one king. It's not just one leader. Every leader, God has him in his hand. Thank you, Holy Ghost. All right. Thank you. The Holy Ghost said, come on. This is where we get the term prayer language, an unknown language in which what? You can pray. When you pray with your understanding, you are easily influenced by your feelings, your thoughts, your desires, your experiences, distractions. That's when you pray with your understanding. You start to pray something, and then the next thing you know, Guess what? I, with my understanding, I don't even believe that can be done. It's, it's messing me up. I'm distracted. When you're praying with your understanding. Let me tell you, when you get that boost, when you're praying in the spirit, and, 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 and let me clarify, sometimes you're going to be, you may start off, and while you're in that mode, guess what? The next thing you know, some language is coming out of your mouth that you know you're not forming with your lips. You know that something else is happening in the spirit realm while you're praying in your prayer language. However, you got to open yourself up to it. We're going to go a little bit deeper. Watch this. Distractions, understanding, your will. We talk about that often, your will versus the Lord's will. Your vocabulary. You don't know how, what to say. You, you, you're trying to express yourself. You're trying to grab a word, and, and, and your vocabulary is hindering you. It can limit your prayers. You feel this unction to pray for something else, but you really can't wrap your mouth around the words to express what you're getting in your spirit. God gives you a prayer language that by that bypasses what? Your mind. He gives you a prayer language that bypasses your mind your will, your emotions. It goes past the soul, straight to your spirit, and your spirit connects with his spirit. And it allows you to continue in prayer without interruption. You got to set that goal. Listen, I pray for 10 minutes every day. I pray for 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes every day. I pray for an hour. Every week you pray for at least seven hours. Every week, 
four hours, five hours, whatever it is. Why? Because the prayer, see, prayer is not that important to you. And matter of fact, it's got to be based on your heart. The heart tells you a lot. In the night, we're going to take a heart test. We're going to take a heart check. That's what it called it. If you go on Facebook, on the Mount Eden Facebook page, you'll see it. You, you should be able to click onto it. Matter of fact, and I'm going to test it while, while we're talking here. You should be able to click on it. And if you click on it um, on the desktop, I don't know if it's how it's going to open in, in the, um, on the phone, but we'll, we'll see. On the desktop, I'm going to check it right now and to see. But you've got to check out your heart because many times I'm believing the position of your heart is the hindrance of your advancement in, your, in the spirit. Yeah, yeah, it opens right up. So it opens up very nicely on the desktop, and you can go along. So if you buy a laptop, uh, it should open up pretty good on the iPad. Um, but you, you'll be able to go along with me when we do this check. Okay, watch this. It says, prayers without interruptions. Then it goes into, in the same way, the Spirit also helps our weaknesses. And we do not know how to pray as we should. But the Spirit himself intercedes, the Spirit himself intercedes in your prayer. This is your prayer. It's your prayer. It's your language. You don't understand it. Nobody around you can understand it. But God, at this point, searches your heart. The Holy Spirit, this is what the Bible says. If you look at it some other kind of way, hey, come up with your own solution. You may not use ammonia and, and, and uh, dish detergent. You may come up with your own combination. I believe the Holy Spirit gave this to me. And check this out. A couple of times, it and it worked fantastic. I had already used more than half of the bottle. I mean, it was really getting low. I just put more water in it, shook it up. It's still foaming and still working, diluted, and it was still working good. That works for me. I'm sharing with you what works for me in the spirit realm and for you to Put, put, it, put the water, the ammonia, the, the dish detergent, shake it up, spray it, use the technique, and see if it works for you. In the spirit realm, I'm getting, watch this, I'm getting the advice, I'm getting the direction, write out the word, and we're walking through it together. Watch this. The spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And that's why I said sometimes when you're doing it, you're going to find yourself, mm, mm, because you, I can't believe that with the politics that we're playing and these people are trying to get here to save their children and, and they die, I can see that image in my mind. Mm, here it is. Mm, that's a prayer. Because the Holy Spirit knows I care, the Holy Spirit takes my prayer, that groaning, and guess what? He can do mighty things with it. Now, again, part of the issue is some people like to see the results of what they're praying for. If they don't see the results of what they're praying for, guess what? They don't want to, I don't want to pray. 
I don't, I mean, I want to see it. I want to know what I'm praying. I want to know if Kim Jong-un is being affected by my prayer. If Putin is being affected, okay, if that's you, then, then you got to look in the Bible and say that many of the folks of faith, they had faith, but they did not see it accomplished. What they were, what they were having faith for, they never seen it come to full manifestation. So if that's you, that might be one of the challenges that you're going to face. Says groanings too deep for words, and he who searches the what the hearts, the hearts, and right there is where I want to part uh, pause because why? Because he's searching your heart, and again, some folks again in Mount Eni you hear it all the time, but you got some folks that do not hear it at all, so they're still confused on what is the heart. As you start to look at different, they don't say it, but you're going to know that that's what it is. I'm looking at the spiritual heart check. It says the following questions are designed as a spiritual heart check. They are meant to surface sin in our lives and to open an avenue in which the Holy Spirit can point out sin and then work miraculous power. Thank you, God. The Holy Spirit can, can again, interpret what you're doing, interpret what you're doing, and, and guess what? Help you out. You got to understand, when you understand this and, and, and you start to feel a certain kind of way or you get a, a certain kind of release or, or relief, watch this, release or relief, when you, when you get that, now I know that was nobody but the Holy Spirit. Uh-uh, don't you go back. Don't you do that again. Don't you handle it the way you used to handle it. Mm-mm, pause. You remember you used to open your mouth. When you open your mouth, you put yourself back to where you were. Start all over again, ground zero. Here we go. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions. There's, uh, um, some of them I'm just going to buzz through. Some of them I'm going to spend a little bit more time on. Listen to these questions. If you have not opened it up, and, and I'm not going to reiterate except for the ones that, again, the few that I really want to point out when it comes to you can really hear it. It's when it says a spiritual heart check. It's definitely not your physical heart that he's looking at. He already put that in motion, and, and that ain't going to stop until it's time to stop. But your spiritual heart is your deep thoughts. It's the things that you allow to stay in your mind. And you, watch this, you've got to watch over your mind just like a gardener, I mean a good gardener. A gardener watches over his garden, making sure that the weeds are not in there, making sure that he prepped properly, making sure the ground was in the best condition for growth, uh, making sure that he got good seed, planted it in a good soil, made sure it got sunlight, water, no contaminants. You watch over your mind. And sometimes, again, we treat our mind like the junkyard. We treat, good God Almighty, we treat our mind, thank you, Holy Spirit, like a landfill. Can you imagine? I, I, I can't, ooh, 
I bet you it's some nasty, nasty stuff going on in a landfill. Here we go. Spiritual heart check. Help me, help me, Lord. Am I relying on Jesus alone to get to heaven? Am I relying on Jesus alone to get to heaven? Acts 4, 10, and 12. Do I tell others about Jesus? Romans chapter 1, 15 and 16. Do I tell others about Jesus? This is a spiritual heart check. Do I tell the truth? Leviticus 19.11. See, again, you're going to start to hear it where this deals with your mind, how you think about things. What you're processing, once you process it, why does lies, if you're processing it through your deep thoughts and your deep thoughts are truthful, why are you telling lies? Do you gossip? Proverbs 20:19. Do you gossip? How can you have your heart, your deep thoughts on protecting, the, oh, my God, the characteristics, the character, thank you, Holy Ghost, the character of my brothers and sisters, and you still gossiping, Proverbs 20 and 19. Do I have a critical, comma, judgmental spirit? You just, you can't help it. You're just talking about people. You just talk about people, talk about people, and then you talk about people. You're critical. Not critical as much as yourself. And some folks, they're critical of themselves, critical of everybody else. They're just critical, critical, critical. Matthew 7, 1 through 5. Critical, judgmental spirit. Now, watch this. This one says, do I care more? When it says care, I'm saying think. Do I think more what others think about me or what God thinks? And not just about me, what God thinks. Do I think, it says care, do I think more about what others think about me or what God thinks? Proverbs 29, 25. Now, see, that's one of those ones right there. When it really, see, when it comes to a heart check, it's how you think. When it says care, it's how you think. Because the way you think comes out in the action. You know we went through that before. It's, it's those thoughts that become words. Words become actions. Actions become habits. Habits become a character. It's that thought. Do I worry rather than trust in God? Worry is a way of thinking. Luke 12, 22 to 32. 22 to 32. It's a, it's a spiritual heart check. If you're just coming on, we're doing a spiritual heart check. A spiritual heart check. Do you worry rather than trust God? Am I kind towards others? Colossians chapter 3, verse 12. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12. See, when you're kind towards others, it's because my thoughts towards them are kind. My thoughts towards them is that I'm not puffed up. I'm, I'm better than them, so I can't, they, they can't, I, I don't even deal with them because they're not on my level. Am I generous or do I hoard my money? 
do I hoard my things, it's really all about me. It's really, even when I give something, I'm giving it so I can get something. I'm sowing. I'm sowing. I'm sowing this into them and with the expectation of getting something back. And let me tell you something. It is painful, but you've got to make your way through it. When you're giving, 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 and you're not getting it back at that level, you've got to make it through that process. Why? Because you have allowed this, watch this, way of thinking to grip you. If I'm doing this, 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 this for you, and you can't see you're not doing that for me, you're not going out uh, uh, beyond the call of duty like I'm doing for you. And if that's your way of thinking, again, your giving is wrong because you're really giving to get. Here we go. Let's try to make it through because I've I got to get down, and then I want to get back to these scriptures. Oh, help me, God. <sighs> Worry, we did that. Kind towards others. Generosity. Ooh, that's good. Do I help those in need? Do I help those in need? Acts 2.45. Chapter 2.45. Verse 45. Do I make time to pray? Philippians 4.6. Do I make, I love the way they put that. Do I make time to pray? Because really you don't have time to pray. You got to make time to pray. When you get up, you already got a list of things you need to get into. One of those things, is it a priority in my mind that prayer's got to be first? I love the way God does me. Sometimes he don't let nothing work out smooth until I take time. Sometimes it could be three hours later. I did not spend the time that I needed to spend. Maybe I said the Lord's Prayer and I got it moving, and I really didn't spend time where I really got in God's face. And he says, guess what? You ain't going to get nothing done. This is just the way I see it. You ain't going to get nothing done until you, you, you prioritize, seeking first the kingdom of God. Am I self-focused? Philippians 2, 3 and 4. Now, do I make time to pray? That was Philippians 4 and 6. Am I thankful? I'm big on this one. In all circumstances. Help me, God. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, do I make crude, off-color, or sexual jokes? Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 4. Help me, God. Do I make crude, off-color, or sexual jokes? All right. Now, if you're following me, I'm going to skip some after this one. But I want to combine this one with two other ones because I'm believing, excuse me, that, that my spiritual, excuse me, my spiritual heart check is really wrapped up in this, in this one question right here. Am I worldly-minded or am I Christ-minded? That right there. Because there's a lot. When you say am I Christ-minded, here's two other ones. These are last two on the list, but I combine it. When you say am I Christ-minded, listen, do I love the Lord with all my being? That's Christ-minded. Do I study the Bible and do what it says? That's Christ-minded. So it's actually three. I got three wrapped up in one. Am I worldly-minded or am I Christ-minded? Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. 
Do I love the Lord? Mark chapter 12, verse 30. Do I study my Bible and do what it says? James chapter 1, verse 22 to 25. Here's, here's the last two. Now, these two, these two, I believe, no, 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 this is one. This is one. Here you go. Do I dwell on or ponder, and this one is really, really serious because, again, that's why I say your deep thoughts. See, sometimes I say your thought. If, if I don't say your deep thoughts, then somebody's going to take every thought, and then they say, oh, I thought an ugly thought. Oh, I'm wicked, I'm wicked, I'm wicked, and beat themselves up. No, no, no. That's why I say your heart, are your, your heart is your deep thoughts. These are the things that you're rolling over and over and over again. These are the things that you really base your character on. The reason you don't want to help anybody is because deep down inside your thoughts, that's what they say, your heart. Your heart is wicked. Your heart is mean. Your heart is selfish. Because you've got these deep, deep thoughts that you can't get rid of unless, again, you need two of us to get together and, and touch and agree and 10,000 demons can be put to flight. Now, you better understand, if 6,000 is a legion, and the legion, uh, that one demon-possessed man had a legion in him, and and, and a legion is 6,000, listen, I still got 4,000 or some, something else to, to go when it comes to if you're possessed with a legion. But I got two of us together just saying, in the name of Jesus, I'm believing that you are set free. In Jesus' name. Set free in Jesus' name. Do you ponder impure or unholy thoughts? Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. Do I dwell on or ponder impure or unholy thoughts? Help me, God. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 5. All right? Do I tithe? Now, again, what does tithe? Okay, okay, hold on, hold on. I didn't write this, but they put it, when it comes to a spiritual heart check, your money, because, again, you've got to watch it because your money creeps in and becomes your God and causes you to be disobedient to the word of God and to your understanding. Some people say, well, you know, the tithe is for the Old Testament. It's not. Yeah, I agree. Tithing was in the Old Testament. It's even greater now. It's not 10%. Sometimes it's 15%. Sometimes it's 17%. It's just like you give the waiter. Sometimes it's 15%. Sometimes it's 18 Sometimes it's 20 Why? Because the level of the service that you're getting, what kind of service are you getting from God? And do you think that that's all he, all he is worth or deserve is 10%. Now, again, you could do it out of a, a, the goodness of your heart, and you want to be strictly obedient to the 10%, and, 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 and that's out of great love for God. you got another person that says, no, 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 I love God, and I'm giving him 15 20%. Why? Because I just love him that much. Now, both of them are right. Now, if you give him 10% and you realize that the capacity that, you, that he is serving you is greater than that, but you really, deep down inside, your deep thoughts are, I don't want to give up no more of my money, then that's wicked. You can't let it consume you and then direct you on how to operate 
when it comes between you and your God. Watch these two. I'm going to put these two together, and then I'm going to move on. I'm going to try to use this last 15 minutes, which I don't believe is going to be enough time to go through these last four scriptures. Here we go. Have I forgiven those who have hurt me or wronged me, Matthew chapter 6, verse 14 and 15, is there anyone whose forgiveness I need to seek? So this, these two was dealing with forgiveness, either forgiveness that I give or forgiveness that I need to get from someone else. The, the one I need to seek, Matthew chapter 5, 23 and 24, the one that I have to give, do I need to give somebody forgiveness, Matthew chapter 6, 14 and 15. All right? All right. Now, let's go back to the text, middle of page 149. It says here, he who searches the heart knows what is the mind of the spirit. God Almighty. See, inside, you, you got your deep thoughts. But then you got spirit, your spirit, soul, and body. And the mind of your spirit, the spirit of the Holy Ghost, he, when it talks about he, that's the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost searches the hearts, the deep thoughts, and knows what the mind, the deep thoughts of the spirit is. Because he intercedes for the saints according to the what? Here we go. The will of God. According to the will of God. Is it getting messed up inside of you because your deep thoughts are so entangled with your own will? And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God. To those who love God. When you love God, you love his will to those who are called according to his purpose. That's why some, I, no, no, the reason that particular person, not everybody, but that particular person, the reason they can't pray in the spirit, why? Because you can't pray in the spirit when you're wrapped up in your own will, when you got a bunch of confusion going on, when you, got, when you do the heart check and too many of those things are coming up negative. All right? Thank you, Holy Ghost. All right, first scripture we're going to look at, Romans chapter 8, 26 and 28. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. You know about that scripture. Look at it in the Message Bible translation. I'm going to try to drop down to the 25th. You know how Message Bible is. It's got 22 to 25 all mixed in there together. Let us see how inventive we can be encouraging love and helping out, not avoiding worshiping together, as some do, but spurring each other on, especially as we, watch this, see the big day approaching. Now, I don't know why the Message Bible wanted to break it down, the big day approaching, but if you look over in the Amplified, it says, and all the more faithfully as you see the day of Christ's return. They call it the big day. I'm like, the big day? You're not helping nobody understand it with no big day. Now, I like Message Bible translation, but they say the big day. 
the big day approaching. It's the day of Christ's return. When we see that's getting closer, then we're encouraging people, go to church. Come serve with us. Come worship with us. We must not quit meeting together as some are doing. No, we need to keep on encouraging each other. This becomes more and more important as we see the day getting closer. The, the easy to read, they made it easy to read the day. What day? Amplified laid it out. The day of Christ's return. Let us not give up the habit of meeting together as some are doing. Instead, let us encourage one another all the more since all see that the day of the Lord, the day of the Lord, now that, that is a particular kind of saying, the day of the Lord, and that's when you know they're speaking of the, the return of Christ is coming. You got a whole lot of folks that very easily, for whatever reason, oh, I'm, I'm not going to church today, or I'm not going to church today, or I'm not going because of this, or I'm not going. Listen, I don't give anybody a hard time. That's between you and your God. I'm telling you what the Word says, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Get, come up in the house. Thank you, Lord. Let's move to the next one. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 14. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays. If I, watch this, if I pray, not if the Holy Spirit takes over my mouth. If I pray in an unknown tongue, and again, you've got to know this is not a game. You know, and, and sometimes we kid around, you know, when you're speaking in tongues, row, 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 row your boat, that kind of thing. Uh, he coming on a Honda, coming on a Honda. You know, we play with that. However, you got to understand the seriousness. That's why sometimes I say we play with things that, you know what, maybe we shouldn't even play with that. Why? Because uh, it's so serious. And then it messes somebody up because they think, Praying in the spirit is a joke. It says, for if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays. Whose spirit? The Holy Ghost spirit. My spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. Come on, let's keep, let's keep it uh, rolling. If I pray, I'm looking at it in the Message Bible. If I pray in tongues, my spirit prays, but my mind lies fallow, F-A-L-L-O-W. It lies fallow. And all that intelligence is wasted. I don't understand what is going, what am I doing? It's between your spirit and God's spirit. You better understand it's laying it out very clearly that you don't know what in the world is happening. But God is taking over at that time, and that you are relinquishing the power of the spoken word. That's why I'm telling you, when you speak it, that's why he said, God said, and it came to pass. And then he says, speak to the mountain, and it shall be removed. He says, speak. That's why it's got to become something, even the groanings, the groanings, mm, something's got to come, because he works with that 
reverberation that comes out of your mouth. And when you, when your spirit man is right, when your heart is right towards God, he takes it and uses it. That's why it says, by the evidence of speaking in tongues. The evidence of speaking in tongues is not God coming over. Some of the people who just, watch this, they just came into Christ. They, got, they say they got baptized in the Holy Spirit, and they began with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Now, again, they started speaking in tongues. Did everything happen right there? I'm not the judge. It could be that their heart was right, and they just started. So when they started doing it, guess what? God knew their heart and started working again through them to accomplish his will in the earth through their spoken Spoken prayer language. Come on, let's keep it moving. That was Message Bible Translation. This is the Amplified. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. My sp- Good God Almighty. Look at the Amplified. This is not Pastor Shepherdson. It is the Amplified Bible, the interpreted uh, from the King James Bible or the Hebrew or the Greek. This Amplified breaks this thing down. It says, my my." Spirit prays, but my mind is unproductive because it does not understand what my spirit is praying. Easy to read. If I pray in a different language, my spirit is praying, but my mind doesn't doesn't nothing. Does my mind does nothing? Good news translation. For if I pray in this way, my spirit prays indeed, but my mind has no part in it. Come on, let's move to the next one. We may just get through this. Thank you, God. How do I do it? Oh, I didn't open that one. I thought I did. First John, and we're looking at 5, colon, All right, here we go. It says, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if, if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desire of him. Look at it in the Amplified. It says, this is the remarkable degree of confidence which we as believers are entitled to, at have, entitled to, have before him, so this is believers are confidence which we believe, oh, no, no, no. The confidence which we have before him that if we ask anything according to his will, according to his will, if we ask anything. Now, again, some folks get all bent out of shape because I ask this, I don't get it. I ask this, I don't get it. It's according to his will. It's not just asking anything. It's you being wrapped up in the will of God that is consistent with, when it says According to his will, that is consistent with his plan and purpose. He hears us. Why? 
because he puts it out there in your heart, your deep thoughts, and now I'm praying, God, have your way. Oh, oh you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I am doing damage. Oh, it, it's, it's not amazing that the enemy don't want to take me out. Why? Because I know, God, I have the utmost confidence God is doing damage through that prayer language. And I'm telling you, I'm getting it in. I love him. I love his will. I'm patient. Listen, I'm, I'm not boasting. This is what God has given me. You got to be patient. You got to be, you have to listen. Then you, that, that listening is obedience. You've got to be able to repent and repent and repent. Forgive and forgive. Let it go and move on. And let me tell you something. You're going to keep shot about Rosha. You're going to find yourself, listen, you're going to have your own prayer visual. I'm not, no, I'm not doing nothing until I do at least an hour. I ain't doing nothing. Sometimes I will come down in this study and I'll lock down two hours. I've done it for three hours. Why? Because it's about God. It's about you and God's relationship. And when you feel, sometimes he'll give you that, that desire. And when you hear it, sometimes in, in our natural mind, I'm not praying for no hour. No, pastor got to be out of his mind. I'm not praying for no hour. That's where you are when you realize what God has said. Listen, this house, the whole church, is a house of prayer. Listen to what it says. Did I finish it in the Amplified? Here we go. His plan and his purpose. He hears us. And if we know for a fact, as indeed we do, that he hears and listens to us in whatever we ask, we also know with settled and absolute, thank you, God, knowledge that we have granted to us the request which we have asked from him. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Come on, let's get to this last one, and we're going to end right there. James, chapter what? Four, verse three. See, again, once you start getting with it, then you'll start to know. Ye ask and receive not because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lust. Look at it in the Message Bible translations. And, and, and we, and, no, you wouldn't think of just asking God for it, would you? And why not? Because you know you'd be asking for what you have no right to. You're spoiled children, each wanting your own way. You're not going to get it. You're asking the wrong way. Amplified. Amplified. Says you ask God for something, and you do not receive it because you ask with the wrong motives out of a selfish or with an unrighteous agenda so that when you get what you want, you may spend it on your whatever that is. 
hedonistic, 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 I don't know, hedonistic desires, whatever that is, hedonistic, hedonistic, hedonistic desires, but again, meaning your selfish desires, okay, watch this, easy to read, thank you, God, or when you ask, you don't receive anything because the reason you ask is wrong. You only want to use it for your own pleasure. Good news translation. And when you ask, you do not receive it because your motives are bad. You ask for things to use for your own pleasure. I hope you get it. It's all tying in there together. Your heart, your tongue, when it comes in, in the tongue, you're not going to get nothing from God. You're not going to see it. You're going to be frustrated. You may not say it, but you're really, really frustrated, and the frustration is that guess what? You ask for things, and you're not getting it. It's really about your own selfish desire. That's why I say even when it comes to people dying and you're asking, some people don't want them to die for their own self. It's not a point where they're concerned about their, the, the pain that they're in. It's not, they have no concern at all where this person says, you know what, Lord, I'm ready to come home and be with you. No, I want you to be here with me. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, don't let them die, God. Hold them. Let their breath stay in their body. And, and it's really all about you. Let this person not this happen. Let that person get this. Let that person, and it's really about what you want. It's not about what God, you've got to be saturated in the will, the purpose, the plans of God. Wow, I didn't think I was going to get down to it, but um, I got down to it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, by the power of the Holy Spirit. All right, uh, 626, July what? July 3rd. July 3rd, 7-3-2019. Wow, time flies when you're having fun. God bless you, saints of God. I pray that you were blessed just as much as I was. Have a good evening. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.